I'm Ben Forrid. I'm Austin Letcher. And I'm Alyssa Mendel. And this is Chordscast. This podcast is created by the team at the Coordination of Rare Diseases at Sanford, or CORDS for short, which is a rare disease registry working to tie together patients and researchers, no matter their condition and no matter where they are in the world. In these episodes, you'll hear interviews with scientists, physicians, rare disease patients, and advocates, along with updates on our registry and ways that you can get involved. Let's get started. everyone and welcome to part two of episode two of Chordscast. Once again, I'm Ben Forrid and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. As a recap in this episode, um, we're focusing on an event that was held this spring at our research facility called the Patient Advocate Training Certificate Program put on by a group called the Professional Patient Advocates in Life Sciences, or PPALS for short. In part one, we heard from two of the organizers, Gene Campbell and David LaGreca, as well as from Aaron Hill from the Muscular Dystrophy Association. In this episode, Alyssa sits down with several of the attendees at PPALS to learn about their organizations and, and also learn about their connections to the rare disease community. Specifically, you'll hear interviews from Olivia Montano from one of Cords' partner organizations, the Pros Foundation. You'll also hear from Seth Rotberg from the Huntington's Disease Youth Organization and from Rob Long and Brett Brackett from Uplifting Athletes. Enjoy! Alyssa Mendel again here, and I am with Olivia Montano. She is with the Pros Foundation. She traveled all the way out here from, was it San Diego? San Diego. San Diego to come to the PPALS event in Sioux Falls. Uh, Olivia, can you just kind of share with us a little bit more about Pros? Sure. Uh, Pros Foundation stands for Pathways for Rare and Orphan Studies, and we were officially founded in January of 2017. Um, the mission behind our nonprofit is we want to help patient advocacy groups uh, prepare for the clinical phase. Mm. It was very important to us um, the fact that patient advocacy groups are primarily formed by parents who have a child who has been diagnosed or undiagnosed because we do help some groups that, that haven't quite gotten that. Um, diagnosis yet and we recognize that there are so many things that a parent is trying to accomplish. Um, we know the importance of gathering data mm -hmm. and we know the challenges um, it, to find resources. Not every mm -hmm. parent uh, is a scientist mm -hmm. or has a relative that's a doctor and you know right. um, understands um, how to go about gathering data um, and so then therefore that was our mission yeah that that's fantastic that's very similar to um, you know cords essentially we also uh, 
work with these ma and pa groups too that need help and that's why we're established a free resource for them you know to create that registry i think it's very unique you know a lot of times we work with disease specific advocacy groups but you mentioned you work with all rare diseases or is there a specific type that you um you know we we definitely don't turn uh, help to anybody but our initial focus was the rare diseases that impact children. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, any rare disease, any rare because disease. now we, we also work with advocacy groups where um, the, uh, the disease primarily begins uh, in their late 30s. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Very nice. And so what got you started, though, with rare diseases? Like, what interests you? Mm-hmm. I have a long background in clinical trials, and so does the founder um, of, of Pro's Foundation. Um, and in there, we obviously um, do data management for common uh, diseases, mm-hmm. uh, but we also did a lot of rare diseases, and we really saw um, we wanted to, to just help out the, mm-hmm. the community in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can tell you have a true heart to about the community. I think that's wonderful. Uh, PayPal's. What What are your thoughts so far about PayPal's? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I um, I absolutely love PayPal's. Um, I am a big fan of women led initiatives, mm. and I have to say, I, you know, I believed in our. I believed in our founder. Um, I believed in the um, all of the different. Um, uh, groups that our, our founder has has supported in the past and uh, and PayPal's you can just feel that knowledge and right. their mission of sharing that knowledge to make all of these advocates um, you know just be better at what they mm-hmm. do and I thought it was very profound today uh, when Jean talked about how because we do forget it in the rare disease but um, Patient advocacy is not just in the rare disease space. Um, and that, yeah, just mm-hmm. opened my eyes mm-hmm. because, yeah, we, we do tend to get a little bit of tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was great to always be advocating for just uh, patients. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Olivia. We're so glad that you were able to come out here and you are Accord's partner, actually. So we're just pumped to continue working with you and we just appreciate the collaboration and everything so thank you thank you Alyssa and I I really appreciate what Cords does for the um, rare disease space Um, and and really looking forward to that being a long long long-term partnership thank you so much with the, what group are you with again? The Huntington's Disease Youth Organization. Okay, could you tell me a little bit about what that is? The, so the Huntington's Disease Youth Organization, also known as HDYO, is an international nonprofit whose mission is to support young people worldwide who are impacted by Huntington's disease, whether they are at risk or they have tested positive or negative or have a parent um, who currently has the disease. And how long have you been with them? You said you serve on the board, right? Yeah, so I am a board member for the organization. Um, I've been with them 
for a little over a year now, but I have been an active volunteer for them for quite some time. Okay, fascinating. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I've seen your TED Talk. Tell me about that. How did that happen? What was it like? What did you talk about? It was an amazing experience. It actually happened in my hometown uh, where I grew up at, at the high school that I went to. And it was about my genetic testing experience, what it was like prior to testing, and then how I was able to turn my testing process into you know, motivation to continue to fight back in the rare disease community through fundraising and advocacy efforts. Such an amazing opportunity, again, that I was chosen to, you know, speak and share my story and use it as a platform to allow people to not only connect with my own story, but figure out their next steps to a better tomorrow and how they want to continue to serve their own community. Well, I think that is so inspiring when people get up and share their stories. I really admire that. Uh, what else is it that you want to do for your community? So in, in regards to the larger community, I, not only do I want to continue to support uh, young adults and young people who are impacted by Huntington's disease, but the larger spectrum of young adults impacted by a rare disease. And what I've been finding is when speaking with other you know, advocates in the community is trying to figure out how we can continue to provide more support and resources year round to these young adults who are trying to cope with the disease, mm-hmm. um, trying to feel more comfortable sharing it, getting them more engaged in their own community, and ultimately making sure they know that they aren't alone in the fight and that they're, that we're all in this mm-hmm. together to try to support one another through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. Uh, my last question here is, P-Pals, what do you think of the event so far? So I was fortunate enough to come to this event because of Jean Campbell. She told me it's a great opportunity and that I shouldn't miss out. And then I spoke with a few other people who have gone to this event in the past. And so far, it's just a great, great experience. Not only am I connecting with other uh, rare disease advocates, but also people who work in different industries, whether it is with within nonprofit or work in pharmaceutical. And everyone's just very friendly and open about their story and what they're mm-hmm. doing and why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that, Seth. And again, that was Seth Rotberg. I highly encourage you all to check out his TED Talk. It's, it's a good one. They are with Uplifting Athletes. Rob, do you want to share a little bit about what Uplifting Athletes does? Yeah, so the mission of the Uplifting Athletes is to inspire the rare disease community uh, with hope through the power of sports. Um, We've been uh, 501c3 since 2007. Um, uh, My colleague Brett, who's with me today, um, you know, the two of us have, you know, spent a lot of time really working uh, together to, to make this a, a special organization since we started uh, about two years ago um, and joined full-time. So um, we're excited and, and think that we can have a really big impact uh, on rare disease patients and, and the community um, as a whole. Sure, sure. And Brett, what do you like most about working with this organization? 
I think that what I like most about it is the impact that you can have through sport on someone, A, that you've never met, but someone that's in need of something that is a surplus in, in, in college sports and the niche that we're in. And it's, it's pretty amazing to me how quickly you can create a relationship with someone just by you know giving of something that you have that someone needs and it's just an amazing connection that it's it's so natural and so impactful how you, you helping someone is um, something that changes people's lives forever. I think it is so unique what you guys are doing. What got you involved? Like why? Why, why are you guys doing this? So um I learned about uplifting athletes um, in 2011. Um, I was uh, playing football at Syracuse, um, and uh, five days after my last uh, regular season game, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, a rare aggressive form of brain cancer. And um, my teammates uh, came to me at the time and and told me they wanted to start the uh, uplifting athletes chapter at Syracuse uh, in my honor, and um, it was. to this day, one of the coolest things that's yeah. happened to me in my life. And um, I, I learned about the organization at that point and, and, and remained involved um, with the Syracuse chapter, you know, every year going up, talking to the team, um, encouraging them to support um, support the cause. And uh, about two years ago, I uh, contacted our, our founder, Scott Shirley, and um, I reached out to him and I said, hey, is there, you know, any way I can help? And um, he said, yeah, actually, that we would love to have you. And mm-hmm. so I started uh, full time and um, it's been a, a blessing to be able to do something I love that I'm passionate about um, uh, you know, with an organization that has the right intentions and mm-hmm. um, has the right drive. And um, frankly, the nice uh, mix of giving back to uh, the rare disease community and, and also still being involved with athletics and sports and um, things that are just so familiar to me. Mm-hmm. That's great. And Brett, what about you? Why why did you get involved? Originally, I, I volunteered for it in college, one of the chapters mm-hmm. um, at Penn State, the original chapter. I volunteered for it and was hooked by the impact you can have on mm-hmm. people. Um, and then when I graduated from college, the it enticed me to stay involved in two areas that were extremely important in my entire mm-hmm. life, sports and, giving, and, and helping mm-hmm. others, giving back mm-hmm. to others. So it really just kind of when you find something that you want to do for your career, mm-hmm. you want to find something that um, you love. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love it, you're going to put everything you have into it. And, and I feel if you put everything you have into it, you're going to be successful. Um, so I wanted all those things and, and both of the things that I really thought were the most important things in my life were found and can do mm-hmm. through this organization. Um, and I work with some cool people. So that's always positive. Yeah. So 10 years from now, where do you guys see your organization? Um, hopefully, it's a, an organization that's grown and it's become a, become a staple across the college landscape mm-hmm. and not just in, in college football where we are now. It's um, a program that we think uh, is is one that really applies to all um, mm-hmm. athletes, whether it's you know college student athletes or high school athletes or professional athletes. It's one um, where I think you know we're not really bound by any certain restrictions and um, the potentials there and the rare disease community, um, you know, while the individual diseases are rare, 
Um, you know, somebody or, or heard earlier to say or heard earlier today at uh, at the PayPal's conference say that you know it's rare is common, and you know there's one in ten Americans have a rare disease, and so uh, I think when you think about it that way. Um, the amount of people who we can affect and can can impact is 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 huge, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of people that um, can benefit from what we do as an organization. So I think the ultimate uh, growth potential for us and for our missions is, is limitless. And hopefully, you know, in that time, we've made a, a significant impact on um, on researchers mm-hmm. and um, you know, inspired some people to continue to do research and. And help facilitate that financially, and um, you know, hopefully, there's a ten years worth of, of young investigator researchers that we've yeah. been able to support and um, have gone on to do some amazing things mm-hmm. because of uh, you know the people you know pushing forward and supporting this organization. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my last question here, PayPal's. What do you guys think, Rob? This is your second year yeah. here. I know, Brett. This is your first year. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you like about it? Um, so I'll go first because I think, uh, I, I felt so strongly about it last year and had such a positive experience that, um, I thought it was important to, to bring somebody else from the organization along. And so, um, that's why, why Brett came with me this year and, um, the people you meet here, the networking opportunities, everything is, um, just so extraordinary and it's such a unique, um, you know, gathering it's more than just a conference it's a learning experience and um you know everybody here is, is passionate about the cause and um it, it's nice that it brings people from from industry uh together um with people on the nonprofit side and and the the patient advocacy side um where they can they can meet and and talk and um you know share you know more than just things about patient advocacy and, and industry and get to know each other as people and um, makes it a little bit easier to, mm-hmm. to work with each other, you know, when you see somebody else and, you know, down the road and, and trying to work together. So that's what's the, you know, why I felt it was important. And, um, you know, I'm sure Brett's first experience will be, you know, hopefully good to hear how it went. Yeah, I thought it was a tremendous value for, for me to attend. And mm-hmm. uh, hearing how excited Rob was, after attending last year, um, we put it on our calendars mm-hmm. right away to make sure we can come out. As soon as Rob had the information, we were mm-hmm. doing everything we could to make sure that our calendars lined up to mm-hmm. do it. Um, but I think overall, it is, it's cool to be in an environment that connects all the facets of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the network that was here, the, the information that was provided was a great learning experience for me because there's certain parts of, of what we do that, you know, Rob will focus on one thing and I'll focus on another. Sure. And then we kind of get lost in our little worlds because there's only two of us really doing all of that mm-hmm. work. And for me to be able to spend time and really learn more about what Rob's doing on a day-to-day basis and, and bring it into what I'm doing, is extremely valuable, making mm-hmm. the connections and um, mm-hmm. learning a lot more about how we can provide a positive impact for the rare disease community. Um, and just the amount of knowledge and information, I feel like the fact that it was such a short period of time, it's going to take not just the flight back, but like the weekend for me to go through my notes and absorb <laughs> yeah. all the, all there was so much value in, in the conversations so and, and the presentations and um, the course, you know, content was so valuable mm-hmm. that um, I'm hoping that 
I can soak up some of it. If I can yes. soak up some yeah. of it, we'll, we'll, I'll be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. We really appreciate having both of you here, and we look forward to the continuing collaboration with you guys. So thank you. Us too. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. The theme music for Chordscast is borrowed with permission from Scott Holmes's song, So Happy. To learn more about Sanford Research and our registry, Chords, visit us at sanfordresearch.org chords. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions, comments, stories, or feedback to chords at sanfordhealth.org. Find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sanford Chords. The content of Quartzcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. We'll see you next time on Quartzcast.